0: I'm Stuart McLeod, CEO and co-founder of Carbon. Welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, the show where I go behind the scenes with the world's top accounting leaders. Kylie O'Connor-Cast from BWCO CPAs has a great relationship with some of my colleagues at Carbon. G'day Ian. But today's episode is the first time that I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with her myself. Kyleen is the first to admit that she's overcapacity and a bit of a workaholic, to which I'm sure many of you can relate. She is aware that her current workload is just not sustainable over the long term, and this leads us into an interesting discussion on capacity planning, parenting while running a firm, and even some talk about Peloton. I think that my conversation with Kyleen is just an honest talk that any accountant who has worked through the past two years can get something out of. So that's enough from me. Let's get into today's episode with Kylene. Good morning, Kylene. Welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on, Stuart. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you. It's wonderful to have you on. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your firm. We you did a case study with you not that long ago, so I know a little bit. But uh, tell us your firm about your firm in Texas and and how it's been going with uh, through the pandemic and. Sure. And we'll get onto some of your cards because you've got some interesting stories. Okay.
1: Yeah. So our firm was actually founded, I guess, back in 2002, officially. Our founder, Pat Bauer, left one of the bigger companies here in San Antonio, USAA, went out on her own, opened up her shop. She'd always done tax returns as a hobby and then decided to go out and do it full time. And then our second founder, Teresa Willis, left USAA and joined her shortly thereafter. They formed...
0: The company doing taxes as a hobby is a like a, is this, That's an interesting, it is right. Yeah, she's she talking did. to somebody about that.
1: <laughs> no, she did. She used to do it, she used to do like old school pencil, oh, fill out wow. the forms. Yeah, and then she got a software called um pencil pushers, which is,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I guess that was bought out by the Walters Cluer CCH at some point in time, and so yeah, yeah. yeah so um, they formed the firm in 2002 together, and then I joined the firm in 2003, and I've been with them ever since. So it was a year after I got out of college.
0: Oh, congrats! And yeah, so, so I was uh, the, with them for the, a long time. Um, There's not many people that's with the same firm for well, at least all of your career so far, but yeah. a considerable portion of your adult life. So something must be very satisfying you at the firm.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know when when I was in college finishing up and talked to a couple of the other bigger firms it just the, what they told you like it, what they required of you to work I was like, man, that's really scary. <laughs> <I'm gonna do
0: laughs> well, at that. least they're honest about <laughs> it. They were
1: honest about it, which you know, I mean, it was a good Usually
0: thing. Usually they just lie about it and you find out True. 6 weeks in, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. So I I actually went and worked for a smaller CPA first. After that, I ran into a, a friend of mine at, from school. She worked at the firm. And uh, she's like, hey, I'm going to be having a baby in November. Do you want to come work for the firm? And so <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. So <laughs> I joined them. And then, uh, see, I got, I passed my CPA exam in 2000. I guess I was licensed in 2005. Became a partner in 2012. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So but, so now
0: you're in it for, the, for even longer.
1: <laughs> long call, Yeah. So Marisol, my other business partner now, she joined in 2004. Hmm. And so she's been with us ever since. And she became a partner in uh, 2018. And then this January, it's now just the two of us. Our second founder, Teresa, retired the end of 2017. She got oh. out just in time. Yeah
0: before, <laughs> yeah, before the shit yeah, hit the fan. Exactly. Right? <laughs>
1: and then Pat, our founder, our original founder, she actually retired as an owner at the beginning of this year. She's still going to be hanging on part time till the end of 2022. And then she's hanging it up. So. <laughs>
0: yeah who's that harder for her or you guys (laughs) what's that (laughs) who's that harder for you know like to finally let go do you think
1: (laughs) you know I she's doing it very gracefully I
0: have to say she's been very graceful and there there you go there's a book in that right how to retire (laughs) gracefully from an accounting
1: she definitely could probably write that or have some examples written about her (laughs) because she definitely is taking it very gracefully so yeah so we've been in San Antonio the entire time and just serving small business owners and individuals. And that's kind of changed over the years, kind of what our focus is, but that's pretty much.
0: It's a larger, to larger, to sort of larger clients or more individuals? How has that changed?
1: Mostly our focus has been trying to grow with our small business clients. And, yeah. you know, a lot of the clients that we have have basically grown up with me and my soul <laughs> yeah. in the firm, like really, like there's quite a few of them that we've had with us since we started. And, um, it's just really cool to grow with them and see the growth from within. So we do have a lot of growth from within our client base.
0: and yep. Yeah. You would have also seen a huge expansion, the San Antonio yeah. area, for not population and therefore small business. So there's a lot of uh, San Francisco, California, mm, expats yeah. <laughs> moving to Texas. Yeah, and- there is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Austin is kind of popular, but our area is definitely becoming popular. There's a lot of tech that's coming into the space, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so. What about some of the clients that you have sort of grown up with? What are some of the success stories that come to mind?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, we've had, gosh, one of the longest clients that I've been with, he's actually a doctor, an MD by licensing, but he formed a software company that helped in the EMS, the uh, Emergency Medical Service Billing area, helping them with their billing (laughs) and, um he started out it was him and his brother, and they grew it, and that was actually my first experience with a one of our clients being bought. So yeah, right. that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, so then he then from there formed I don't know six more companies, and we've had three more acquisitions since that. He's had three more acquisitions since then. So it's pretty. That one's pretty cool because he's only two years older than me, and we just kind of grew up together. And, yep. Yep. Yeah
0: billing in the medical space in America. (laughs) There's just got to be plenty of room for software and uh, organization, right? Yes, yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And, you know, we've just got lots of clients that, you know, have been very loyal to us and grown with us. And it's just been
0: eye doctors and in the construction industry. Yep. Well, especially with the expansion. What about, uh, you're a woman owned firm. Tell me how, is that something that you're passionate about? Is that a differentiator for you or it's just sort of happened like that? (laughs)
1: You know, when Pat and T founded the firm, they kind of always said, you know, we're women-owned. And we've had a couple men work for us, like, years ago, and they didn't last very long for um, (laughs) various reasons. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say that we're, like, hardcore, we're only going to hire women. It's just kind of always worked that way. And I don't know if it's really a differentiator that we kind of market on. Mm. Sometimes maybe we do. Sometimes It just kind of really depends on who we're speaking to. So I I wouldn't say it sets us apart per se.
0: I mean, it is, I guess it's a a difference in the industry, isn't it? I mean, we just don't see a whole lot of women-owned or women-only firms. And I'm sure, I'm positive that many clients that would appreciate, (laughs) you know, just just a different aspect.
1: (laughs) You know, there are, there are. So I guess that's, maybe I just saw in us a little short. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are a lot of clients that do appreciate that I don't know that all of our clients come to us and say I only want to work yeah, with yeah. women but definitely we do have some yeah. that have come yeah. in and they're just like oh this is just what we wanted you know and oh good
0: good good yeah so that no, yeah I mean the I mean many industries I don't know if accounting's that different some of the more traditional industries in that it's sort of unfortunately white dominated like mm-hmm. particularly as you As we were just talking about before, right, like getting to some people getting to retirement age. Yes. You know, the golf course membership is, you know, (laughs) heavily populated from ex-accountants and and (laughs) ex-lawyers, right?
1: (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. We don't have that kind of stereotypical white male-owned firm, so...
0: But yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason you shouldn't be very. Oh, I'm sure you are very proud of it, but don't yeah. undersell that aspect. I know there's lots of clients that have probably had bad experiences with, <laughs> you know, with perhaps cultures in firms that haven't developed with the times. Let's put it that way. How's that? That's a
1: good way. I like that. <laughs> the culture, no, but that is true. It's very true, and I never worked out for any of the big firms and our founders didn't come from the big firms. So that might actually give us another differentiation on top of it. Mostly good. Maybe there's some aspects that we might have been missing
0: over the years, but. Oh, no, just be proud of who you are and what you Mm -hmm. offer. And as evidence in the case study, you know, like there's plenty of great clients that are very proud of your services and lucky to have you. Well, let's talk about that a bit. Where do you think BWCO is what are the plans over the next sort of five, ten years? Of you? Are you going to world domination or just a little <laughs> bit of growth or happy with where you're at? What's the plans?
1: Man, that is the question of the <laughs> year. <Yeah. laughs> Marisol and I have really started to kind of talk about that now that it's the two of us yeah. trying to figure out where we want to go and how we want to grow and be very intentional about it. Yeah, good. I was listening to one of your other podcasts and I think he used the term right-size firm. And I think that's a really good way to think about it. We certainly saying goodbye to clients is hard because a lot of clients have been with us for Mm. a long time, but at the same time, they may not be the right fit for us anymore. So we're really going to start focusing on that and trying to figure out who's right for us and who possibly needs to maybe go find somebody else that's more right for them.
0: Yeah. But how many staff now?
1: We have nine, including myself and my yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah. So we just yeah. brought on our ninth member back in um, July.
0: Yeah. it was exciting. So, so that's a good size. You know exactly yeah. who's doing what, when, why, and how, hopefully with a bit of help from software of some sort, but, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of, what do you think? Up to about 20 you can you is a reasonable size, 15 to 20. Beyond that, it's a different type of business, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is. You know, well, and I mean, even adding in the ninth person changes things. You advantages. felt it, did you? Yeah, because it's just another, you know, making sure that nothing falls through the yep. cracks and the training and it just, and she's great, brings in a new personality yep. and lots of ideas. Yep. But yeah, so we've kind of when we both started with the firm, our founders were always kind of like, we don't want to grow. We want to stay small. We mm-hmm. want to stay small. But it was never really, I guess, intentionally defined as to what that yeah. meant. What they really meant was they didn't want to grow employees-wise, yeah. right? Like, because it's hard managing employees and all the, <laughs> all the stuff, stuff you have to, you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but the client base grew a lot. And so now we're at a point where I'm over capacity for sure a lot of the times, and that's hard. So there's a lot of hours. So I think our goal is to do that kind of right sizing and really figure out how to better play in our capacity and our work so that we don't ever have another experience like we just had with September 15th and the amount of work that we had to push through and just overwhelming. Yeah. So that's our focus is to really figure that part yeah. out and then grow intentionally from there.
0: And it's hard to balance, right, with the busy season in the U.S., but then throw the spanner that was COVID in. For the, it's like the never-ending tax season for the last two years.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's the term I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot with the tax Twitter group, and there's a term there called march Trinity.
0: Yeah, that's Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: and it's true because it just, man, and it's like it was like a time warp. Like it seemed like it was going slow, but then it was fast, and it was just so much thrown at us. So yeah, I mean we had our all of our regular work and then mm. everything else kind of dumped on us and which we were happy to help all of our clients, but definitely was overwhelming and definitely tried to help us really realize, hey, we gotta define what our work
0: scope is and also make time for our personal so we don't burn out. Yeah, there's no um then nobody wins, right? Mm-mm. It has seemed overwhelming for you. What do you think the strategies are or the things you can do for the next year or two to try and avoid this same situation? Is it just more staff or?
1: No, I don't know that it's more staff per se. It's, I mean, we kind of already have taken some steps. Like, and as you know, I mean, we switched over to carbon last year. (laughs) When did we make that switch in May of 2020? So In addition to everything else, we did that crazy system switch. So that was good. But in all honesty, it was what we needed to have happen so that we could really not have things fall through the cracks and be able to better monitor. So that was a big step that we took to be able to really have good visibility on what was coming in and what type of work we needed to do. And so we're still working on it, trying Mm. to figure out our budgets. And that's really something. And so I think our goal is to even to be able to learn it and harness it even better you know, to help us yep. really figure out our workflows, our budgets, the capacity, planning, and then yep. also at that point then I think then we can start to assess, okay, do we need another team member yep. or do we need to let more clients go?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, or hopefully in one way or another the numbers sort of spit out is you should be able to sort of sit down for the year and say, okay, well. This is the client base that we have. This is the capacity that we have. These are the skills that we have, Mm -hmm. and then this is when it's all going to come in, and we can do extension to there for that half. And
1: yes, yes. So we're hoping to have a really big planning session after the fifteenth of October to really start getting our arms around everything. And the past two years was kind of like we were just hanging on, right? Because we had a pretty good handle on the tax and the accounting work. And then you Hmm. throw in everything else that our clients were dealing with, the PPP and all the other, the COVID relief, the employee retention credit is what we're really dealing with or working through now. So, yeah,
0: yeah, so that that added a monkey
1: wrench, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: mean, you're right. It's fine. Oh, okay, great. We'll sit down and, okay, we've got, I don't know, 10,000 hours of work to do and, 11,000 employee hours sounds about right. And then all of a sudden the the pandemic hits and governments around the world want accountants to be the regulator of stimulus funds.
1: Yeah, (laughs) let me tell you. Yeah, it's, yes, you know, nobody can predict that, but I think going into 2022, hopefully, I don't know, maybe we'll at least be able to plan for the whole, like, what if this happens? Because we've got a lot more tax changes and legislation coming our way here very soon. Yeah. And um, all the other mess that's kind of going on with the stimulus payments and the child tax credits and yeah. IRS being honestly a hot mess right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, yeah. So trying to make sure we have time for that and all the notices that our clients are getting right, wrong or whatever, It's, it's yeah, it's been a lot of time. <laughs> Kind of, Are you
0: conscious of burnout in accounting firms? Have you talked about that with your partners?
1: Yeah. So our partner that first retired, Teresa, she retired because she was burnt out. She actually she'd been working pretty much full time since she was 16 years old, not in accounting, but very mm. shortly thereafter. And she just got to a point where she was just so burnt out and tired of dealing with all the legislation changes and trying to keep up with all the clients and managing the work and. Yeah. And we saw it. We saw what happened to her. So both of us are very aware. We try to be very aware of that. And I know that some people, the danger from working from home is that the work is always there with you. Like it's Mm. 10 feet away. It's always here. I can see my office. It's like, oh, I could just pop in there and do this. Or, you know, it's on your phone. Yeah. But I think that the upside to it is, is that at least I'm here I can be present. I can go and take an hour or two hours away with the kids, or I'll go outside and water my plants and just relax or just take a breather. And mm-hmm. I'm not in the car for freaking two hours yeah. every day.
0: Yeah, that is a huge advantage. The commute, yeah. the days of the commute uh, should be over for most of us, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I miss is I don't get all my podcasts that I get to listen to <laughs> anymore <laughs> to try to find like other times where I can listen you to it. You need either. a treadmill
0: or a <laughs> Yeah, a walk yeah, the bike. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the
1: walks for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think for our, all of a sudden Marisol has girls that are 10 and seven, mm-hmm. no, 11 and seven. And so, yeah, for her, the same thing, just so mm-hmm. that we can be there and not have to worry about hitting traffic and stuck in traffic and yeah. all of that stuff. So
0: Yeah, yeah, no, completely And what about just in terms of how you go about that capacity planning? Can you build in mental health buffer? Is there other things that you can sort of introduce to the firm or introduce into your own life that avoids that sort of same, going down that same path?
1: Yeah, I mean, we try to be very intentional with our team to make sure they are not getting overwhelmed and burned out. And so we probably need to take some of what we try to do with them to us as well (laughs) But as the owners, that's different, right? Like you have a different set of hours you're going to have to work and things you're going to have to do. But we do try to make sure that our team is taking time off or if they need to go and they want to go do something with the kids at school. Yeah, I mean, like that's encouraged. It's, Mm -hmm. It's encouraged to do that. Or, hey, I need to take this Friday off or I would really like to work only Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and take Wednesday and do something different. That's we encourage that as long as the work is getting done and we know like what they're I guess they tell us, hey, I think I can work 30 hours. okay great. Then we're going to plan our capacity around that. Right. And then for Marisol and I, we we need to get back on this. Actually, we were doing what we were calling a partner bike ride. We both have the Peloton bikes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, cool, we would yeah. take a
1: break at like 12 o'clock. We're <laughs> yeah, supposed to be go. doing it on Tuesdays after our team meetings. And we were <laughs> supposed to go and ride together. And we did that for a while. And it was actually really cool because then you come back and you're, you know, you're energized.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't actually have to worry about like, well, I guess I got to going back to the office all sweaty, right? Like, <laughs> as long as I don't have another Zoom meeting, I'm good. <laughs> so we need to get back on that because that was a really big,
0: that was a-, Are you a Kind of uh, cyclist or are you more like a Robin type oh, of person?
1: <laughs> man, Robin, I love her. But <laughs> Cody is great and then, I don't know, they're all great. And Alex and Sam Yo, I don't know.
0: They're just all,
1: I lie all over the place on it. Just depends on what kind of mood I'm in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do those, crack but, out those 90s rides, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, all of them, metal rides.
0: Oh, there you go. The
1: club bangers, it's all in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm a Matt Wilpers type. Oh, Matt Wilpers, yeah. yeah. The
1: Power Zone. My husband and I are actually doing the Power Zone training right now. So that's yeah. He's pretty cool. (laughs) Also, yeah. So, but yeah, that's really helped us a lot. So
0: yeah, those kinds of yeah. It's it's the sticking to it as I've struggled lately. I was supposed to be doing um, some half Ironmans and stuff. It's just like with COVID and smoke and fires and the disruption and it's you know the never. Somewhat equivalent, to or nowhere near as bad as you know, like a never-ending tax season. It's always something getting it's in the always way. Always something, yeah. In the world at the moment, right?
1: <laughs> yes, there is always something, and so we just had to kind of figure it out. We um we're part of a CPA group called Thrival, ah, and with Jason Blumer, Julie Ship, and um, how we, is Jason? Uh, he's good. We love Jason. <laughs> 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 they encourage. We've taken a couple of their different classes and stuff about and calendar blocking is huge and yeah man that is so tough for me it's so so bad but we're really trying to that's part of that capacity planning right yeah and trying to make sure that you know what that was really tough for our team at first because they used to be able to just ping me whenever they wanted to you know on the instant message and restricted that and so
0: they got a little yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they're good now no you have to the um Slack has just come this place where all you do is is either being hassled or you're hassling somebody. Yeah.
1: Oh well, I'm a bad at that doing that too. I'll just be like, hey, I have this idea. Hey, this. Yeah. And that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I had to stop doing that too. And yeah. Put it someplace where we could talk about it later. So that's definitely helps. But the calendar blocking, I think, is really big for us. And we yeah. were doing pretty good, but the problem is we didn't have enough time to really intentionally plan it out. Yeah. And so we are like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then it was summer. We're like, crap, we need to plan
0: for the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing now is I don't know how you guys go in in terms of Zoom all day, but Mm. I find myself, you know, going some days it's like, you know, seven meetings back to back to back to back to back. And then all of a sudden it's 7 o'clock at night. It's like I I haven't got off my desk. And so I started doing 51-minute meetings.
1: You're not allowed minutes.
0: Yeah, you're not allowed to do an hour meeting, right? Because then That's you get cool. that nine minutes at the okay. end to get up and get some something to Sometimes. eat or something to drink or go just use the bathroom for a start, <laughs> <Yes>. you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened to me yesterday. We had, like, had meetings and our team meeting and then follow up yeah. meetings and I look up and I'm like, huh, Yeah, it's 2.30, you not <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I like that, 51 minutes.
0: Yeah, mm. so there you go. There's there's a everyday. day huh? Give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. My hair. What else would you like to talk about? What about raising kids and as an owner of a firm? How's that? <laughs> oh, man,
1: it's definitely an eye-opening, life-changing experience. I had, my, <laughs> I had my first son in March of 2012, so was not maybe the best plan. It was right before the March 15th deadline.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Did you talk to your husband about that? You, you've been you to know, all those classes, right? Wanna, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this
1: is how it works. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to be good at math, right? <laughs> but, yeah, so, and it's still kind of an adjustment because I'm kind of a workaholic, recovering. I'm trying to be recovering from it, but it's, yeah, having our boys definitely put that in perspective. I think even more so after our second, we had or second in April of 2015, but it was after the 15th.
0: So There you go. It was Normally we close our <laughs>
1: office after the 15th, but I worked all the way till the day before I had it. Because so. <laughs> I had to get it done, right? Like yeah, before. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a completely different thing. And my son said to me the other day, and it made me kind of stop. He's like, do you always have to work this hard all the time? Is that like what you have to do? And I was like, mm. hmm, I mean... I guess I, right now, yes, but you yeah. know, he's, <laughs> it was like, it was like September 5th. And I was like, yeah. oh. and he goes, I just worry about you. Cause all you do is work. And I'm like, wow, that was a big eye opener for me. And so trying to figure that part out, but I would have to say this past summer and with COVID last year, they were home, you know, with, when things shut down here, mm-hmm. they were home from, they were on spring break. Mm. and then they never went off of spring break yep. <laughs> it was like yep. this long things so they were home from March whatever that they were. They went on spring break like March 9th and they were home all the way until they went back to school in the end of August of 2020 and so that kind of put a little bit more perspective on how to really better allocate time between the kids and mm. work and I think it also maybe made the rest of the world more aware of what maybe working parents go through Mm. in general because Mm. now they're right behind you, right? Mm. You're trying to do your meeting and they're always in there and they're coming. And it's just kind of, I think people became more aware of it, which was kind of cool. And so some people will still be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you can hear the kids. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's really not. No, no. So I don't know that there was some, I try to look at the good that kind of came out of some of that. And I mean, don't get me wrong, having them home and trying to work through tax season and PVP and mm. everybody freaking out and then trying to figure out e-learning for them with the first grader and a pre-kinder, that was challenging. But yeah, I think from taking from that, it's just kind of helped us really focus more on, okay, this is kid time. This is work time. Try not to let those bleed over into each other. Try not to be on your phone when you're around them as much as possible. Try not to talk about work in front of them. So... I try. Mm. not 100% successful
0: at all. I don't think anybody <laughs> <used> too very. worry. <laughs> I don't even know man. if I'm at 50%, to be honest. Yeah. But
1: his comment to me kind of really opened up my eyes. And yeah.
0: They're getting to that age where they're more aware of their surroundings and yeah. where mum and dad are spending their time and yeah. whether the family unit is functioning as <laughs> as some of their friends do or not and yeah. all, of, all of that kind of stuff, right?
1: Right. No. I mean, it, you know, I'm fortunate and I'm – my husband has a very flexible or fairly flexible work schedule and he's here quite a bit. So that helps, definitely helps.
0: Yeah, no, it'd be some of us, you know, you may just imagine how, how, how much more difficult it is as single parent families and COVID and kids at home and all and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. There's yes,
1: yeah, he does shift work. So every third night I kind of get a little tiny taste of it. And yeah. Yeah, that was fun, <laughs> especially <laughs> like last last year. That was crazy. Yeah, so I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the right solution is. You know, just day by day trying to survive with them and mostly try to make sure that they're, when they do ask, try to make them understand, mommy and daddy do have to work. And if you like all these things that you like to do, we got to work hard. (laughs) 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 Try to at least teach them that.
0: Yeah, no, well, I'm sure they'll get a a, a very strong work ethic from their mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah. Could be
0: a lot worse than that.
1: Could be, true. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: And what about in terms of, now you've only got one more deadline to go for the year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, technically two. We've got one on September 30 and then we've got October 15th and then we have a small one on November 15th for our nonprofits, but we don't have that many of those. There you go.
0: So, so you can... Uh, Oh. Ease into the winter and, or winter in San Antonio is hardly hardly winter, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, we had that, <laughs> we had that crazy winter storm oh, this past right. February, which um, then changed our, our federal IRS deadline. it's
0: oh, so always it
1: something. Is, the country was, <laughs> yeah, the country was moved, most of the country was moved to May 15th. We were moved to June 15th along with like Oklahoma and Louisiana, I think. But I mean, that was really crazy for us. I mean, that was like, we were down in the single digits for a couple of days, like that's, and we had lots of snow, that never <laughs> happened. But no, we're mostly like chilling in the
0: 60s, which was nice, 50s yeah. and 60s. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the only good thing about snow is if you can ski. There's no point in having snow if you can't, can't go and do something. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, they thought it was pretty cool till like, they hit the ice underneath it.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ended up upside down and inside out (laughs) yeah all three of them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
1: it's um the summers i mean it's pretty actually pretty hot right now hopefully we'll get a cold or cooler for the fall
0: well Colleen, this has been an absolute pleasure to uh, share the morning with you
1: (laughs) sure you too you have any other Questions or anything for me?
0: Is there anything else you'd like to bring up? Oh, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, it has been fun. And the feature, the highlight y'all did on us, that was really cool as well.
0: (laughs) We really like that. We really appreciate the case study that we did and hopefully uh, you can use that a little bit for your marketing and on yeah. your website. and
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. We already have the one, we have the y'all's video up on there, on the link to that. And we'll probably use some of the footage with the kids on there. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> doing that, that was pretty cool. It was a good experience. And yeah, working with y'all and in general, just on that or in all your other, your other team
0: with Carbon's been really cool. Excellent. Well, you know, as I hope it goes without saying, but uh, if there's anything that we can ever do to uh, help you or your firm out and then we're here to assist and we'd love to be able to do it. Yeah,
1: no, you guys are great. We love it.
0: (laughs) Thank you kindly.
1: Yeah. You have a great day. Okay. All right. So we're good. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this discussion interesting, fun, you'll find lots more to help you run a successful accounting firm at Carbon Magazine. There are more than a 1,000 free resources there, including guides, articles, templates, webinars, and more. Just head to carbonhq.com resources. I'd also love it if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. Let us know you like this session. We'll be able to keep bringing you more guests for you to learn from and get inspired by Thanks for joining and see you on the next episode of the Accounting Leaders Podcast.